Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Oh, hogs! the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Well, this will give us an opportunity, Rick, to get to some of our Buzz text line and our live fan feedback because we have been rather busy up to this point. So I'll start with... Underdog, by way of our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Underdog says, ask Rick if he will make a Atlanta Braves game this year, and which ballpark is the best to visit? No, and I have not. Uh, as many games as I saw at Turner Field, saw a lot of them, I have not been to Truist Ballpark yet, which is... Uh, really a nice place. What Atlanta has done is what a lot of teams would like to do, take the space, and that is build this um, wonderful area around the ballpark with a hotel, places to eat, even places to shop. Uh, It's kind of in a suburb of Atlanta. Uh, The ballpark is really, really nice, and so if you're thinking of a ballpark to visit, sure, that would be a great place to visit. Um, my brother has been to all but, I think, two Major League ballparks. He will tell you that his he thinks the two, and he's a baseball aficionado, and he married a baseball aficionado. They just got through the trip where they went to Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Now, they had been to Pittsburgh. His wife had never been to Philadelphia for a game. And he will tell you that Pittsburgh's ballpark and San Francisco's are probably <clears throat> excuse me, the two nicest baseball parks. And he said, Pittsburgh, he didn't realize it the first time he visited. He did this time. He said, man, and he said, the view of the city. And he said, Pittsburgh's a a nice city to visit uh, if you're going downtown. So if you're just looking for, hey, I'd like to just go someplace different, you might consider going to Pittsburgh. Now, their team's not that good, which means also tickets are probably affordable Mm -hmm. and plentiful. So that helps you as well. Uh, And the Giants are down a little bit. Now you can actually get tickets. When they were winning World Series, it was hard to get tickets. My favorite, and I, of course I like the ball club, is uh, Camden Yards, and it's still a great place for baseball. I'm watching a game right now there. The Cardinals are playing the Orioles tonight uh, from Camden Yards. It's a, it's a great place for a ball game. It's got the big warehouse behind right field. Um, you know, you're fairly close to Inner Harbor, which is the tourist area of Baltimore. So those are just some, some options. People love to go into Fenway Park because of its history. Um, you know, it's it's okay. You you might buy a ticket you think's really good, and you're sitting behind a pillar. That can happen. <laughs> but but Fenway Park's a good place. Randy's been to Yankee Stadium. I have not, so I don't know uh, about that. But if you're looking for the newer ballparks, Atlanta uh, is nice. I, I, I was talking to a Ranger fan the other day, and he and I agree. I, I like their old their park that they're only in for 20 years better than their new one. The new one's really nice, but it's so antiseptic, and it's got a, the roof is always closed. Now, I've been to Minute Maid Park in Houston where they leave the, the roof open, and obviously it's hot very frequently in Houston or Texas, but I have not been to a Rangers game yet where the roof was open. So it, it's nice, I and mean, it's a nice ballpark, it's new and all that, but gosh, leave the roof open. Let's let's get some outdoors in here. I hadn't been to the New Globe Life Park. I was... Uh, likewise at the Owen and watch many a game there. I thoroughly enjoyed that ballpark. Yeah, I did I couldn't find any uh any reason why except the fact that they claimed 
that it was so hot that it yeah. drove fans away. So that's why they put the roof on. But I'm with you. Why not every once in a while open up the roof? Yeah, Jeez. I don't think it was, I don't know if there was so much fans driving them away. It was they couldn't sign free agent pitchers. That's true. Because the reputation was in July and August and early September, you suffocate if you're pitching there. So mm-hmm. didn't bother Nolan Ryan. But nope. A lot of pitchers evidently didn't want to face that. Yeah, mentioning Atlanta might be tough though to get a ticket because uh, I think you can. I don't think they sell out every game. Really, the playoffs would be tough. But that is a yeah. They are really good. The Braves. Oh are really yes, good. I, I think they're going to win it all. I they think they're that good. Yeah, think about this. They got a first baseman that's hit 51 home runs. Matt Olson. Yeah, Acuna Jr. now has 37 home runs and 65 stolen bases. So there's a chance he's going to do 40 70. You know, the, nobody. We have 30 30 is a big deal. 40 40 now has been done what seven or eight times. It's still not very many times. But nobody's ever been in this category before, where you hit home runs and steal bases at that rate. So, yeah, they're they are uh, they are really good. Did you see the um, the line on the home run that he had last night? Hundred and thirteen miles per hour off the bat, the exit velo, and then it went four hundred and twenty feet. Wow! And this is a guy that you're talking about yeah. who's on target to steal seventy bases. That's yeah. That's just so, amazing in today's game. So think about the National League most valuable player. and Not that that's the end all. I mean, if your team wins, that's great. Okay, Acuna Jr. is having a historic year. Matt Olson has tied the Braves' record for home runs Andrew in the season Jones, 51. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about um, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman? Yeah. They, Freddie Freeman has 55 doubles. You know, if he had 60, you know the last time somebody had 60 doubles in a season? 1936. Wow. We're looking at numbers that we just haven't hardly seen. Now, the Major League record for doubles is almost, you're thinking, how in the world did that happen? A guy named Earl Webb, who, other than this, you'd never have heard of him, had 67 doubles in 1931. But even 60, I think, I think there have only been three times that he may ever had 60 doubles in a season, and he's approaching that. He's hitting 339. He's also hit a bunch of home runs. Mookie Betts, is, his batting average isn't as high, but he's, he's got over 100 RBIs, even though he bats leadoff, and he's hit uh, 39 home runs. So there's four guys that in a normal year, any one of them would be MVP. That, when you mentioned the the doubles of uh, Freddie Freeman, um, I think this is coming from the athletic. I think that's where I'm getting these these particular questions. But nevertheless, uh, the question that they had yesterday: the last MLB home run to bounce in the field of play before going over the wall occurred September the twelfth of which year? Once again, the last MLB home run to bounce in the field of play before going over the wall occurred September the 12th of which year? Well, a long time ago. I want to say it it could be the 20s. It might be earlier than that. But that used to be a deal where if if it bounced into the stands, it was a home run. Yeah. That's that's a long time ago. 1930. 1930. 1930. I didn't know it was that recent. The final bounce home run was a three-run shot by Dodger catcher Al Lopez in the fourth inning of a win over the Reds. And changed the rule after that. Yeah, the bounce homer is exactly what it sounds like until 1929. The rules of the game stated that a ball that landed in play then bounced over the fence was a home run. The American League did away with that rule after the 1929 season, ruling that instead of such hits, it would be declared an automatic double. The rule remained in place in the National League for the 1930 season, but was changed after that season to mirror the American League rule. Lopez's hit was the last of its kind. Wow. You know the National League was so had so much offense in 1930. The entire league hit 303. 
the <laughs> entire league hit 303. It is amazing. And here's the other part that uh, you, I, I guess you can call it amazing. But according to MLB historian John Thorne, all of Babe Ruth's 714 home runs actually went over the fence on the fly. That's true. I was about to say, Babe Ruth never hit one that bounced over. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see where we are. Okay, we got just a little sidetrack there. Uh, From our Asher Record Service Company live feedback, John says, Evening, gentlemen. Can't wait to be at the game this weekend with my girlfriend. Loving the videos and updates Hog B-Ball Twitter is putting out. Does BYU run a good defense? If I was them, I'd do what Kent State did. But hope not. I want my girls' first game to be a memorable one. What's the weather going to be like? Hope it doesn't rain. Don't want to be soaking. Last game I went to, I was soaked, and my clothes were all musty and saggy. (laughs) Me and her want to be able to enjoy ourselves and be able to move around. Anyway, love the info from Bard on Basketball. Have a good evening. Well, yes, BYU does have a good defense. They got a shutout of Sam Houston State in the first game. We don't know how good Sam Houston State is, but they beat them 14 to nothing. They did give up 16 to Southern Utah, but they scored 41 in that game. So, uh, you know, that, that their defense is is decent, yes, and you should not get wet Saturday. Uh, the high Saturday is scheduled to be 80 degrees. Will be overcast somewhat. Uh, that means if the high is scheduled to be 80 degrees, I'm going to say at kickoff, you're probably, since kickoff's at 6.30 and the sun is still up, maybe not, uh, it'll be hidden by the, uh, it'll be behind the stands on the west side, so uh, it'll be up, but uh, it won't shine in the stadium like it usually does. So um, temperature at kickoff, I'm going to guess, will be 72, 73, 74, somewhere in that range, and I'll bet you by the time you leave the stadium, if you stay for the whole game, I'm going to say 62, 63 degrees. But, might need a light jacket. No, no rain. Yeah, you might want to bring a light jacket. A light no, jacket. No rain. All right, so far, this is through two games. Brigham Young has allowed 122 yards rushing. That's where you come up with the 61 yards per game. What they have done through the air, no, that's that's the opponent. Here is their numbers. So far, they have rushed for 158 yards. And that is on 57 rushing attempts for an average of 2.8 yards per game. Not much better than their opponent running the football, 79 yards per game. Where they're making their hay, so to speak, is through the air. 42 of 65 with one interception. That's 7.6 yards per game. Average per catch is 11.7. They're averaging 200 and. 47 yards through the air per game. So they're not exactly lighting up the scoreboard. And I'm guessing most of those yards came this past game, this last game, I should say, um, that they played against, who was it, Southern Idaho, somebody like that? Mm -hmm. Southern Utah. Utah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm Okay, this is also from our Asher Record Service Company live feed. Feedback Woodstock says, BYU knows full and well that we're going to run KJ. So the question is, how do they stack up against our playmakers with one-on-one action? I've heard BYU had good linebackers, but can they cover? I see a big cat passing game coming for the offense on Saturday. Hope so. And here's the thing. Against Western Carolina, Arkansas, even early in the game, when their running game was stifled, they just threw. And they threw frequently and successfully. Remember, that was K.J. hit his first 12 passes in that game. K.J. was not as sharp throwing the ball in game number two. But I think, again, it comes down to the, the mental edge you have to have. You're playing somebody you think you're going to beat bad. And you're just not quite as mentally sharp. I think you'll see them be sharp again on Saturday against BYU. But if they want to crowd the line of scrimmage, Arkansas has got good receivers. 
and and they'll hurt him. I think. So um, yeah, I'm sure BYU's linebackers are capable. But remember, Arkansas scored 52 points at BYU last year, and I, I think that. Uh, if Arkansas's defense plays well, I think the offense will have a good day. You know, sometimes, I don't, I don't know, Rick, back when you were a sports information director, I don't know if you looked at the game package, the media notes, whatever you want to call them, uh, but I like what BYU does. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at all their game notes, but uh, this is defensive player notables. They do the same thing. Uh, for the offense. But let's say, for instance, linebackers, they started, now Arkansas does this, uh, Vong Pachuk, uh, I need to find out how, Chuck will need to find out how to pronounce that one. Uh, he's the strong linebacker, the Mike linebackers, by water. So they're running a nickel, uh, our right uh, side linebacker, and, uh, Heckard, and then Tooley started the last game. But then you go down here to uh, where they've got the linebacker position. Max Tooley, 6'2", 225. Redshirt Sr. Um, says, had three picks, including two return for touchdowns last year. This year, 14 tackles in two games. Then the tongue twister, he is 6'3", 235, redshirt senior. Utah State's leading tackler in 2022. Came to BYU with 233 tackles in four years at Utah State. So if you did four, that's roughly 50-plus tackles per year as a linebacker. But it breaks down all the other position players and what they've done, even up to this point, which is pretty cool to be able to... Uh, discern who is the the players or not who will be participating i should say uh this from brad he says i don't think we can overlook uca any longer they took oklahoma state to the brink which is a school that regularly beats oklahoma then they absolutely embarrassed that texas university that's the same team that lost the week before 96 to nothing this past weekend, UCA ninety six to nothing. Yeah, the the week before, I don't have UCA schedule in front of me. Who they played? The it. Team UCA played lost ninety six to nothing. The previous week, yes. Wow, and and Oklahoma State does not regularly beat Oklahoma. By the way, <laughs> it may be fifty fifty at best, and I'm not sure it'd even be uh, that. It's it's not close to 50-50. Yeah. When Oklahoma State wins, it's it's usually nice, because, but it's it's rare. It's bedlam when so, they do that. Yeah. But nonetheless, UCA did, but Oklahoma State's good, so I'm not diminishing that. They're a good program, and UCA played them great. 26-13, something like that. Yeah. UCA may, may be right up there with Arkansas this year in terms of skill and talent. That's one well, of those things we'll never know. No, we'll never know, and I'm I'd be hesitant to say that, but uh, but give them credit for what they've done. You know, that's they've got some ballers, especially on yeah, offense. We get, we get so much into comparisons. Like, well, this team could beat this team. Hey, if you're UCA or one of those teams that's not Arkansas, just say when they win, it's great. Enjoy that. Don't say, well, maybe they could do this or maybe they could do that. Enjoy what you're doing. Paul Paul. Says, seems to me KJ just wasn't sharp in his throws. Good day overall, but his passes weren't as pinpoint as usual. Thoughts? I agree. He'll have a great day Saturday. Yeah, I totally agree. I I think, uh, again, last year, KJ, his first two years, tremendous on the deep pass. He had got his arm strong twice, that's fine, but open behind Mm -hmm. everybody. And KJ missed him. That just, last year he he just hit him almost every time on a deep pass. So um, I agree, not as sharp. And again, those the two catches that set up touchdowns. I guess they were okay throws, but they were sensational catches by Tesla. And had he, you know, I'm not sure how many receivers Arkansas has that would have caught those balls. So now yeah, KJ 
Uh, one play he was sharp on when he dropped the snap, picked it up, and that gave Armstrong, I guess, time to get open in the end zone because everybody reacted to K.J., was he going to fumble, and uh, made a nice pass to Armstrong for that one, and he made a nice pass to Armstrong for the other TD as well. Well, it was interesting because uh, Armstrong said when the ball was fumbled, K.J. moved to his right, the defense moved to the right to uh, counter K.J., and that left him wide open, and he found the soft spot in the end zone. Pretty much right in the middle of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Polar Vortex says Disney blacked out their channels to charter just in time for the college football season to begin. They did come to a resolution right before Monday night football yeah. kickoff. Yeah. Her Disney CEO, Bob Iger, state they will move ESPN to direct-to-consumer uh, and away from linear TV. Personally, I expect Apple to make a bid for ESPN. The deep pockets at the giant tech companies will outbid everyone else. The future belongs to Google, Amazon, Apple. Netflix is the only one currently making money streaming. It will be interesting, that according yeah, to that, that, Polar that, Vortex. That really is, yeah, it really is interesting. We haven't heard from Polar Vortex on uh, his voice in a long time. He used to call us all the time. Mm-hmm. Very intelligent guy. So, uh, you know, I'll buy into I, I agree. I think I hadn't thought about Apple or Amazon buying ESPN, but I guess it's always that possibility. Isn't it? Would not surprise me at all. Amazon, in fact, right now, speaking of Major League Baseball, Prime every night around 1030, I turn to Prime. And I'm watching a West Coast game. You catch it every night on Prime. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Back with more in a moment. Listen each week for your chance to play Factor Crap on Morning Mayhem. It's presented by Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair provides on-site and roadside service and repair for all commercial vehicles. Where there's Razorback football... There's the first security fifth quarter postgame show. Join Randy Rainwater, Marcus Elliott, and Trey Shap after each Razorback game right here on 1037 The Buzz. Listen in as they interview players and coaches and discuss each week's outcome. Get inside the huddle and the locker room with 1037 The Buzz, bringing you all of the information you want to know. That's the first security fifth quarter postgame show brought to you in part by Ortho Arkansas. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly, $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly, $479.90. Visit (laughs) ftthompson.com. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertiPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertiPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertiPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marine and North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. 
football fans. Tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. For peace of mind, share with us a piece of your heart. This is Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back once again to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Well, finally we received a little bit of rain. And as I looked out to my little slice of Little Rock in my backyard, I'm thinking I am watching the grass actually grow. I mean, it's growing because even though we need the rain, I didn't want to have to get the mower back out this soon. But that's okay. Because Hennards has sold me the right equipment that fits my needs. I'm always talking about they'll fit you like a glove. And I had someone send me earlier by way of our bus text line that, you know, it's impossible. This was the first time that I had to charge my battery on my on my push mower. Well, no, it's not. Because I don't have that much real estate to, to maintain. But the great thing about it, Mickey knew exactly. I sent him a picture of my backyard. I got three sections. And they're not very big that I have to maintain. And so he sent me a mower, and then I have the proper, I'm gonna call them hand tools because they're not as heavy. Uh, Again, charge them. That is a blower and a weed eater. Carrie loves the weed eater because it's got the little blades on it, and she can go out there and she can handle it. She can't handle the big one uh, that we still have. But that's the great thing about Hennard Foothills equipment. They're going to fit you like a glove. They've got the right piece of equipment to fit your exact needs. And that's why you need to make the short drive, wherever it may be, 1920 South Main Street in Searcy. If you need me, do what I did. Take a picture. That way Mickey knows exactly what the right piece of equipment will fit your needs. That is 268 501 Two six eight one nine eight seven, nineteen twenty South Main Street in Searcy, Hennard Foothills Equipment, your hometown dealer, no matter where you live. And we have, we got a bunch, so I'm just gonna keep a bunch. Hey, I gotta share this though because okay. we started the program talking about your buddy Aaron Rodgers yesterday, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he called me to tell me that he's and, coming back. That's what he says. He says on Instagram, he says, The night is darkest before the dawn. I shall rise again. He's heartbroken by what happened, but um, anyway, it'd be, uh, it, it really would be good for football and good for Rodgers if he could come back and play next year. And it would be 40, so it won't be easy, but it would be, a, it'd be good for the NFL if that could happen. Well, you know, Tom Brady, if the same thing had happened to him, he well, had a, he had a younger. Oh, would he have come back? Yeah. I, I don't know. But when he did miss a season, he was younger than... No, 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 no. I'm just saying, at the same age, if the same injury occurred to Tom Brady, Tom Brady would come, come back. back. Yeah. Probably. 
We don't know that for sure. Well, how, how long did it take him? Hey, he played, what, 20 years in uh, New England, then he played three years for the Tampa Bay? Tampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he's 45 his last season. Yeah. He wasn't ready. I'm not sure he still is ready to retire, but now yeah, he's kind of boxed himself in. No, because he's, he's pretty retired, yeah. Yeah, he's a part owner of the Raiders. So, All right, uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Travis says, against Western Carolina, we played at the Hogs level of ball and not our opponents for the first time in years. That was so refreshing to me. I feel like I didn't hear enough people talking about it. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, they didn't execute well running the ball. Yeah. But uh, throwing the ball, catching the ball, there wasn't one drop that day. It was almost, you couldn't ask for better production what you got from the passing game. Yeah. It was a running okay. game. Yeah, second game, there were a couple passes dropped. Yep. So... Got to correct that. Focus. It's just like yeah. what KJ said uh, following the game on Saturday. Focus. We weren't focused. And uh, they got focused in the second half, but it, it took a while to get there. Caleb says, what would, what would have to happen in this game for you guys to feel like Arkansas could go to LSU and Bama and win? I guess that means... What would Arkansas have to do in their game against BYU so that you can feel good about going to LSU in Alabama and winning? I don't think anything you do one week has a major effect on the next week. But I think for Arkansas to be able to run the ball fairly effectively against BYU might alter what LSU and uh, other SEC teams have to do defensively against Arkansas. You know, the, the, um, if, you just, if you know you can shut down somebody's running game, because in the SEC there are so many good defensive backs that can play man coverage that if you want to load the box to stop the running game, which leaves you one-on-one coverage with your with the defensive backs against your receivers, and you think you can cover them, then it makes it awfully difficult. If Arkansas can, if all of a sudden things change, offensive line looks better, you're opening some holes, then that changes the way other teams have to approach you defensively. But other than that, I don't know what difference does it make if. If Arkansas wins or if it loses, the following week LSU's coach is going to talk about how talented Arkansas is, and they've got all these athletes, and uh, and what a difficult game it's going to be. So I'm not sure it matters. You could say the same thing for LSU. LSU's playing at Mississippi State Saturday. Okay, LSU got humbled by Florida State. They cream grambling, and you knew they were going to do that. But LSU's got a pretty big game for them too, because. I'm sure their fans are wondering if they're any good when they were supposed to be. So I think it's a pivotal week for both teams getting ready to play each other. And it took a late stop in overtime for Mississippi State to win. So yeah, don't know how good this this Rick may be. As I'm not sure, useless is the right word. But when they put forth and this. Our game notes came about uh, Monday. I believe that's right, Monday. But it's got in the offensive line, which is pretty much the same thing that we have seen since game one. Um, Left tackle, Andrew Chambly or Devin Manuel. Left guard, Brady Latham. Center, Bo Limmer. Right guard. Joshua Braun, but I think Tykees Crawford is might edge him out for that job. Then right tackle is Patrick Kudis, and backing him up is Emarion Harris. I think Emarion is making a push in that offensive line, but they really like Kudis. My point is, Sam gives every indication there are seven players right now vying for those five spots. I don't even see really 
seven, unless you're unless you're saying there's still question marks at left tackle. Is it going to be Shambly or is it going to be Manuel? And then the other would be right guard. Is it going to be Braun or is it going to be Crawford? Well, that's seven. That's, that's seven. seven. That's what I'm saying. Spots. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he think he say he thinks there's more than that, or that's what they're. Nope. Doing? That's that's kind of what he's he's dealing with yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. And that's why you've seen the shuffle that's been ongoing. That combined with the injury to Brady Latham, which was really concussion uh, protocol that he was going through. That you think about the difference. Last year, Arkansas's offensive line was pretty well set for the year. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I'm also thinking. I wonder if, you know, obviously Kansas was not a great team last year. Now, they started hot, then they start 5-0, and and then they they were, weren't they 6-6 six and six going to the bowls just like Arkansas yes, was? Yes, I remember so correctly. So they, they slumped down the stretch. So just think, Arkansas had to move Limber to center because Ricky Stromberg decided he was going to go get ready for the draft. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, the offensive line had some shuffles going into that game. And yet, Green and DeBinion combined for over 200 rushing yards in the game after Sanders got knocked out of it. So you have to say, okay, some younger guys got to play in that game. Uh, Green and DeBinion both had big games. Was that more than we should expect from them because Kansas wasn't as good? Or has the offensive line now changed so much since that game that it's just difficult to build cohesion because that is the place where it's the most difficult to put everything together is on the offensive line. And here's where you can't overreact or, or be alarmed is if if those guys are talented and if they do have a, a good feel for each other, then if it's game three, game four, game five, whenever it is, there's going to come a time when that line becomes really good. We just don't know when it's going to be. And obviously, because of Arkansas' schedule, you hope it's sooner rather than later because of all these teams that are going to be so tough to beat in the next few weeks. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Who are we talking with? This is Lewis. How you doing, Randy? Hey, Lewis. Good to hear from you, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you. How are you're you today? On. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Are you? Oh, I'm live on there. Yes, sir. You're on. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I apologize, but no, uh, I was going to try to attempt to answer Rick's question if I could about the <laughs> okay. back. All right. And like I said, I could be way off, but I know my uh, my sister and I were sitting up kind of high on the west side, and you could see real good. You know, a lot of the holes that were being opened up. The running, the running backs weren't hitting those holes. Mm. I, I think Trey may have mentioned that yesterday. And um, but yeah, they they weren't hitting the holes. And you know sometimes sometimes all it takes is a little gap. And if, but if you hit that gap, you can you can break through. Right. But uh, somebody said it looks like they're trying to hit you know the home run a lot, and that's what that's what I kind of see too. Instead of taking what's being given to them. They're they're trying to you know hit that home run. They're trying they to miss out. They're bouncing. That. They're bouncing. Exactly, and they, they do a lot of dancing too. Yep, I, I noticed that too. Instead of instead of firing and hitting the hole, they do a lot of dancing. And there was there were a couple of times when when they went out to outside, especially to the right side, they had they had a hole if they would just cut back. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was like at least three or four times. We, we were sitting up there going, cut back, cut back. <laughs> and if he cuts back, he probably gains 20 yards because there was, there was nobody there. Well, that's what Sam was saying today at this press conference, Lewis, that that was an issue even on the eight-yard game by Green, A.J. Green. If he had hit the hole, it might have been more than eight yards he would have gained. Lewis, I got to hit a break. Exactly. I got to hold her phone. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. On the way for their huge truckload sale. Caldera and Fantasy Spas by Watkins are in the process of being delivered to Luxury Pool and Spa on Stanford Road in Conway for the big sale. Service after the sale? No worries with Luxury Pool and Spa. They service everything they sell. They also carry Serona Spa Chemicals and Frog Systems for your spa. Live the life of luxury with Luxury Pool and Spa. LuxuryPoolArkansas.com. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider 
that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L.A. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports as we... Shut her down. Coming up next, by the way. Keep your radio set right where it is. Sam Pittman live. Coming from the Catfish Hole. Here in a matter of minutes. All right. Savage has a question. This by way of our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. He says, thoughts on Jason Peters signing with the Seahawks at the young age of 41. That is simply amazing. It is for an offensive lineman, and that means uh, did did he was he okay with the Cowboys last year? I thought he did okay. Okay, yeah, forty-one years old. Obviously, at his peak, he was one of the best linemen ever. Yes, he was. And and there have been a lot of great ones. So I'm not saying he's the best or he's ahead of this guy or you know you could name the top thirty, maybe forty. But he was really, really, really good all those years with the Eagles. So um, it just shows you Seattle, did they get somebody hurt in the first game? Could have. Yeah, and it also shows you that Jason Peters has somehow, he's been working out, and I guess he was ready to go because there he is on their roster for this coming week. To this day, Rick, he made one of the clutch catches of all time. Oh, yeah. Back at the end zone and one of the overtimes third or fourth overtime uh, against Ole Miss in that seven-overtime affair. He was one of the bigger tight ends I've ever seen, but he was uh, – he could jump. He was an athlete. Yeah. So I, I guess you'd have to say, because we'd always said Joe Ferguson had the longest NFL career, 17 years. I don't know how many Peters has been, but i got to believe if he plays in a game this year, he's going to ex- exceed that. Maybe he already has. I'm guessing he already has. Yeah. Uh, Hornet Hog, uh, no, Hornet alum, 
says, what is the difference in overall game time from televised to not televised? Well, they're all televised. So, because you're thinking, okay, even the first game, Western Carolina, was SEC Network Plus, but it's TV. It was streamed. So, they, they had called commercials, you know, to, I can't remember, it was, I think it was Trey was talking about the commercials. And they have they they designate they have they have to have seven commercials in the first half. That does not count at the end of the quarter, and that's why you'll see. And the NFL does it too. If let's say they haven't had enough commercial breaks, then yes, after a kickoff, they'll break for a commercial. Special timeout. First play, because otherwise you think, what in the world are they doing? They just had a commercial break after the score, and now mm-hmm. you kick off, and they're throwing another one. It's because they they got to sell products. You know that's what keeps those games on TV for you. So, uh, but the point being, as far as the SEC is concerned, there's not a single game that's not on TV. So we don't know. Johnny says, "Why did Alabama agree to play on South Florida's home field?" I have no idea. That 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 is a mystery. Is that a two that, for one that, deal or something? I don't know. But when I saw that that Alabama was playing at South Florida, that that was my first thought. How did that happen? The right. game's in Tampa. Uh, does Nick Saban recruit Tampa hard? Does he have a bunch of players from there? I, I don't know. But that was my exact thought. Is what in the world? Got Alabama to go to Tampa hmm. to play South Florida. I, I don't know. LSU is at Mississippi State. Kansas State is at Missouri in Columbia. Former Big Big Eight rivals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alabama at South Florida. That's on ABC Television in Tampa, as you mentioned. Raymond James Stadium. South Carolina is at Georgia. That will be on CBS, 2.30 Central Time. UL Monroe will be at Texas A&M. That is 3 o'clock Central Time, the SEC Network. Sanford at Auburn. That will be SEC Plus, ESPN Plus. That is 6 o'clock Central Time. Tennessee is at Florida. Hmm. Gainesville. 7 o'clock Eastern Time, which makes it 6 o'clock Central Time, ESPN. Vanderbilt is at UNLV. That is a 6 o'clock Central start, and that will be on the CBS Sports Network. That's Barry Odom's team. That's right. BYU is at Arkansas. That is a 6.30 Central Time start, ESPN 2. Akron at Kentucky. That is a 7.30 Eastern start, ESPNU, and Georgia Tech is at Ole Miss, 6.30 Central Time, SEC Network. So, uh, this from Savage, he checks in with this piece of information for us. This by way of our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. Uh, Jason Peters, 20 years. Wow. 20 years. 20 years in the NFL. Uh, other than Tom Brady, who does that? You know, the, the average the average NFL, the average span, lifespan for a player in the NFL is like three seasons. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. Yeah. And so, 20 years. Isn't First that amazing? This, how many players only played one year? So that Jason Peters twenty helps get their average up. <laughs> Golly, yeah, twenty years. Uh, this also from our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. If they want to make money, they should go back to free over-the-air broadcast. How's that? I don't know how you make money. How's that? that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, you know, because Please. that's the other thing. The ESPN, they count on their subscriber base. That's a lot of their money. Obviously, advertising is a lot of their money. That's the one thing about live sports. Even if their number of viewers goes down a little bit, they still command high advertising rates mm-hmm. because you're still guaranteed a 
a pretty good audience. Uh, whereas for a TV show, you're not. And that, that that's an interesting thing also. We haven't even gotten into this because it really doesn't have anything to do with sports, but you're talking about people cutting the cable. With these writers and actors on strike, it used to be when I when I was a kid and I'd watch primetime TV, you know, the new shows all came in the middle of September. I don't know if that's still the case because I, I couldn't tell you. If you told me this show's on, I could say, yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched a network primetime TV in years. And so, but it, but there are people that do. And so is this going to hurt as well if they don't have new programming? Now, maybe everything was already filmed for this year. I don't know. But that's a, I would think that'd be a factor, don't you think? You know, the amazing... All those people are on strike. They're not making movies right now. No. Not making TV shows. The amazing thing that I think I saw 22.7 million record for Monday Night Football, all because of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. And because of that injury, little did TV know, six more times are the Jets supposed to be in primetime. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow. So, what's going to be the audience uh, <laughs> with Zach Wilson out there at quarterback as compared wow. to Aaron Rodgers? What will be the uh, the viewing audience then? Or whoever they can trade for. Yeah. Are they going to get Jameis Winston? I, I don't think so. I don't know. You know, the Sports Illustrated had a dealer here, 10 possibilities, and Brandon Allen was one of them simply because he has been a starter at times filling in and uh, said he did a you know did a decent job not probably going to lead you to the Super Bowl but uh what a great opportunity for Brandon that that's something? the case yeah. yeah he's the number 3 guy at San Francisco yeah it was interesting in that blowout with Dallas the other night against the Giants who came in wouldn't Tyler uh, wouldn't La- uh, Trey Lance hmm. Cooper Rush came hmm. into the game Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this from the Boar Hog. I think a lot of the problems with Kent State was this was their bowl game. They came out fired up. I bet they have been game planning for this game all fall camp. They wore down in the second half much like we did last year. We'll be stronger going forward. That from the Boar Hog. Well, Moorhawk, you've got the last word tonight. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz, animal cruelty, spay and neuter your pet. Have a great rest of the night. Don't forget, coming up next, Sam Pittman live from the Catfish Hole. Good night, everybody. Sports talk and entertainment. I can't understand the food in your mouth. That'll put a smile on your face. I mean, serious, I can't understand a word you're saying. KABZ Little Rock. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new.